Hey everyone, welcome to Scratching the Surface. I am your host, Austin Douglas, and today we are going to talk about manifesting your reality. And before you decide to click on a different podcast because you think this is some woo-woo BS, hear me out, okay? Because it's real, and I'm going to tell you how it's real. I'm going to show you. Not necessarily show you, but I'm going to show you through your ears and into your mind how this is real, okay? And it's really important that we do this and that we make time for this because it's it's a very powerful tool. And if you've never done this or you, you, you don't believe in this, I highly suggest that you at least give it a chance because I can tell you numerous times how I've manifested my reality and it's... It's true, right? If you're thinking about something nonstop, eventually that will become normal and real. And here's one example. Okay. So last year I had my dear friend, Daniel Miraval, come out to a client of mine's and do a couple of root collar excavations on some tulip trees and a couple of maples. And I did not have an air spade. I did not have a compressor. I didn't really have all that much know-how because I'd never really been exposed to it or around it. And so I said, hey, my client wants this. Do you have time? Yeah, we do. All right. Awesome. So he came out. They did their thing. I said, Daniel, I need an air spade. I said, everywhere I've looked, there's a massive like delay in getting them. And he made a couple phone calls to the right people. And I had an air spade in two weeks from that day right? I visualized the service while he was there. I visualized myself performing this service. And then I reached out for help and I got it. So I manifested my reality that way, right? Well, then here's another way, right? Along the same lines for the similar service. So now I had an air spade. Cool, right? And I've never had too much experience using one or how or anything like that. So I decided I want to get to know how to use this thing. I want to know what it feels like. I want to know the sounds and the sights and the feeling and how stuff reacts. And and I wanted to know, right? This goes back into uh, the previous episode, feeding your mind. I wanted to feed my mind and know. But I had to manifest my reality and I had to learn. And so what did I do? I went and I got, I rented an air compressor for a week. It cost me like 640 bucks, something like that, to rent an air compressor for a week. And I knew, I was like, well, I'm going to do this for a couple days. And I'm going to do this on the trees down my driveway. I have a bunch of blue spruces. They're not in the best shape. They have rhizophera needle cast. And they're just dying off one by one. But all of their root flares were covered by soil. And so you use this air device, this air spade, and you blast the soil away and you expose the root flare. And I said, well, they're good trees to practice on and get to know how this works, right? So why don't I do it? And so I did. I spent $640 on knowledge just renting a tool so I could use my other tool that I paid like $2,500 for. And I just wanted the knowledge. I wanted to know. And when I rented the air compressor, I brought it home and I parked it in front of my pole barn, which is my office and my shop. And I, I took a picture of my truck with an air compressor. And that was a very strong visualization tool. I kept looking at that picture over and over and over. And I said, well, I would love to have my own air compressor because now I don't have to have the rental fee, right? If it's like $600 a week or like 200, 250 bucks a day, whatever it was, you know, you, you look at the numbers 
and you're like, well, if it's if it costs this much to rent this, and I need to make this, and it's roughly going to take this long, you know, that's going to be a really high priced service, and I it's going to be a very hard sell. So, how do you make it more profitable, and how you have less expenses? Well, you purchase your own air compressor for this particular service, right? This could be anything for you, right? Whether you have a mower and you have payments, well, if you had, if you bought a cheaper mower that maybe wasn't as nice. Now you don't have that overhead, right? But you have something that's reliable that can do the work all the same, you know, or a dump trailer, right? Why do you need to buy a new dump trailer? Why can't you buy a used one for maybe half the price? It still works just fine. Paint, throw some paint on it, make it look like brand new, right? And so I kept looking at this picture and it kept like, I don't know, it was just driving into my mind, like you need this because it's going to make the service that much more profitable. And so I, I kept looking on the internet for air compressors and I called maybe like 20 different people on air compressors and the ranges and prices were so wide. It was anything from like 5,000 all the way up to like 15,000. And it's like, oh, what should I do here? And I just kept thinking about it. And I kept thinking about it. I kept looking at that picture of my truck with this beautiful brand, brand new air compressor. And I knew that I wasn't going to have a brand new air compressor, but I figured if I could get a used, a decent air compressor, and have that become a profit center of our business, well, then that particular service is going to reinvest in itself and get a brand new nice air compressor eventually, right? So I visualize this. I visualize this air compressor. I visualize doing the services. I visualize, you know, the monetary gain that we would get. I visualize my technician being happy, me being happy, us saving trees, the clients being happy. I visualized all this stuff for months. And I kept searching. I found this air compressor. And this air compressor was like nine, two grand, I think it was listed at. And I looked at it and it's like, well, <laughs> two grand. I don't know if this thing works or not, but I'll go take a look at it. And the guy said it ran and he was using it in a sprinkler business. Okay, cool. Well, I go out there, check it out. This thing's ugly as you know what. And I... You know, the, the beauty is the in the eye of the beholder, they say. And I was looking at this air compressor thinking, well, if this thing works and it's two grand and the average cost for this service is like 600 bucks, you can pay off this air compressor pretty quick and then start to make some money with the air compressor. And then if the thing blows up, you're you're really not worried about it, right? Okay, now you got to go run an air compressor. You got to go find another one. That was the mentality. Still is the mentality. So I saw this air compressor, looked ugly, but it worked, right? And so I bought it, 1900 bucks cash on the spot. Uh, not on the spot. I gave the guy $100 uh, to hold it, and I had to come back, and I forgot my, uh, my Pinto hitch. And so it's like, dang it, I need to find one of these. And so I ran home, I got it, and the next day I was there at like, I don't know, 8 or 9 in the morning, picked it up, paid him on my way brought home the air compressor and my wife was like what did you buy you spent how much on this this thing is so ugly and i was like you just don't see it yet you will it's okay you will baby you know and she she didn't have the same vision as me and she also didn't have the same conviction as me of selling these services and what we were going to do and so i spent 1900 dollars on the air compressor i took it to uh, a local heavy machinery equipment just north of us by like 40 minutes had them go through it, had them make recommendations on what it needed. And I said, just get this thing running tip top. And, you know, 
I don't, I don't want to say bare minimum, but get it running tip top to where I can trust it for a while. And they said, okay. So I spent 1300 bucks, got it running. Thing fires right up right now, which is awesome. And so now it's like, okay, I took a picture of this thing next to my truck when it was ugly. And now I'm going to take a picture of it after I painted it, bondoed it, fixed the rust holes. And now it looks a little bit nicer, right? The vision, the manifestation was I saw the brand new one behind my truck. And I might not have got a brand new one, but I did get my own air compressor. And you manifest it. You dangle that carrot in front of your head and you say, all right, this is, I'm going after this. This is what I want. This is the goal. And if you manifest it and you put it in front of you all the time, you always keep your goals in front of you, right? A lot of people, they use uh, vision boards. You know, we have a vision board in our bedroom. And every morning when I wake up, I look at it and I know what I'm working towards. And it's powerful because a lot of these things have came true. You know, we have one up there that's of a family and how many kids we want. We also have one of, you know, our where we want to live and the type of beach house we want. We have, you know, I have a tractor up there. You know, the, all these things are, are definitely, you know, not going to happen tomorrow, but they're the goal. They're the carrot that you dangle in front of you. And eventually you're not going to be staring at pictures. Eventually you're going to be staring at your reality because that's your goal. That's what you're working towards. So if you're out there and you're working towards a new mower, dude, put a picture of the mower you want in your truck, on your visor, put it in your wallet, put it in your, on your mirror, put it in your room, like always be looking at this because eventually you'll get there. And it also does another thing. It makes you disciplined because you know that you're saving for that. You're going to that point. You're, you're working towards that. That is the mission. That is the goal. Once you complete that mission, awesome. Check it off the box. Next mission. What are we working towards? Right. And so right now, you know, our mission, our goal as a family is to get my wife a nice SUV. She's been driving this car for quite a few years. And with, with us having a second baby, you know, we need an SUV. And so I don't want to buy a cheap rundown SUV. I want to buy a nice SUV. And so that's our goal. That's our mission. That's this year's mission is to get a, a nice new SUV. And so I'm dangling that carrot in front of my head, you know, even talking about on this podcast, you know, I'm calling my shot saying, we're going to get this this year and making it public. All right. We talk about it in private, we talk about it in public and it's going to happen. It just, it, it will, right? Because that's the mission. And if I have this SUV taped to my visor on my truck, well, now it's going to make me think, well, do I need to go out to eat? Do I need to do these things? Do I need to buy that tool? Probably not because this is the mission. It keeps you on point. It keeps you on track. It keeps you in check. And if you can always have your goals in front of you, you're always working towards them. They're always top of mind. They never drift off into space and you start thinking about something else, right? You, know, you think if you're if you're saving up for a car, you know, every hundred, two hundred, five hundred thousand dollars that you spend, well, that's not going towards the car. So you gotta keep that top of mind. Don't be spending things like I was looking at stuff the other day that I wanted to buy. You know, I was looking at tree climbing gear, not because I want to become like a climbing arborist, although I do want to learn how to climb because I am an arborist. But I was just, I thought it was cool, right? It's it's physical exercise to climb trees. And I just thought it'd be really cool to see big trees from their canopy. And I was pricing this stuff out. And if you want to get like top of the line gear, you're talking about spending like $1,500, $2,000. 
And it's like, man, I would really love this, right? I got the money to buy it, but that's not the mission right now. The mission right now is to get our family a nice SUV. And so I'm, I'm holding myself accountable to that. And I'm putting that on the back burner. It's like, this is what I want. This is what I would like, but this is what we need. And this is the mission. And so by having that top of mind all the time, I'm manifesting the reality. By talking about it all the time with my wife, I'm manifesting the reality. This is true even in, if you want to take your business to another level, you want to manifest having a fleet of trucks. You want to manifest having 10 guys having, you know, 2000 clients, reoccurring revenue, doing 2 million, you need to visualize it. And you don't need to necessarily visualize like that much money in your bank account, although that would help, but you need to visualize like, what is the work that it takes to get there? All right. If any of you guys out there listening and you have, you know, hundred thousand, 200,000, quarter million, half a million dollar businesses, you can't just visualize getting to a million. You have to visualize every piece that gets you there. What does it take? What does it take to go from 100,000 to 200,000? What does it take on on as far as a toll on you, the business, financially, trucks? What, what do you need, right? If when I when I started thinking about adding a technician to my company, I already knew what I needed because I'd visualized it. I'm going to need another truck. Okay. I'm going to need to get letters on that truck. Okay. I'm going to need to get a topper for that truck and a bed slide for that truck. I'm going to need to get all new hand tools. I'm going to need to get all new backpack sprayers just for that truck. And then on top of that, now we got to maintain that truck. Oil changes, um, brakes, you know, uh, what else? Tires, gas, gas cards, right? You have to visualize every little nuance that goes with that. And then, and only then, could you even possibly advance to that next level. So I know this this episode is kind of heavy, right? It's it's talking about the mindset because the mindset's everything. If you believe you can do it and there is no doubt, you will achieve it, right? I have no doubt that we will get an SUV this year, no doubt. When? I don't know, but no doubt we are getting one. And it's top of mind every day, all day. And it keeps me in, in check, keeps me on the mission. And I hope that you guys are doing that. And I hope you didn't click off of this episode right when I started talking about manifesting your reality because it's true. And I've demonstrated that. I've demonstrated that in numerous ways, to be honest. Um, you know, surround yourself with people that will encourage you to do that. Surround yourself with people that encourage you to achieve your goals and dreams. Why do you want to be around people that do not want you to achieve success? Or maybe they're jealous of your success. Maybe they're, you know, they're, they're jealous that you're so driven. Sometimes it's very difficult for me to be around people because they, they're not driven like me or they don't think the same way as me. Right. And I'm sure it's the same with you guys. And it's hard. You know, sometimes people don't understand, like we, you know, I go down to Mexico sometimes and I, my wife's family, they like to party and drink and whatnot. And sometimes I just, I don't, I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do. Like, come on, you can do it. Like, nah, I don't know. I'm not gonna. And they think that I'm not fun or anything like that. It's like, no, that's, that's not, that's not what I want to do. That's not the goal. Right. I'd rather do this. I would rather sit at my computer and read, um, you know, CEU articles 
for my arborist credential so I can get more CEUs, so I can get closer to becoming a board-certified master arborist. Because one way to do that is to get a boatload of CEUs and to become track qualified and to become TCIA tree care specialist and to become a certified arborist for you. Like that's one way, right? And the top of that, going into you know the previous episode of, of um, feeding your mind, if I spend like 200 hours reading educational articles written by PhDs and by people that have been in the industry for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, I'm going to learn some very valuable information. And so you can monetize that information, right? Going back to that episode. But how, how do I become a board certified master arborist? I have to visualize it. What does it take to become one? It takes a lot. I will say that. You know, my goal was to be able to do it within three years of becoming a certified arborist. That was the goal. And I think that's relatively unheard of. And so what do I do? Well, I go to these arborist conventions and I meet board certified master arborists and I talk to them and I talk to them about situations and I talk to them about the exam and I'm surrounding myself with these people. I'm looking at that patch, at that gold leaf, and I'm manifesting it, right? There's all these little things in life that we are focusing on all the time. You know, I'm focusing on the car. I'm focusing on improving my credentials and career. I'm focusing on how to grow my business to, you know, 300, 400, 500, a million dollars. There's all these things simultaneously that you have to focus on, on top of running your business, on top of being a family man, being a good husband, being a good father, being a good son to my mother. There's all these things going on at the same time. And it's heavy. It's a lot. But you have to bear it because that's what it takes to achieve it. And so this is, I don't know if this is a venting episode or like me doing like a little pep talk to myself, but I I feel like out there, you guys will also resonate with this, right? You're going to, I'm sure you guys have goals and dreams and aspirations and you need to keep them top of mind all the time, right? Those little slip ups, going to parties and whatnot, it's taking you away from your dream. And I'm not saying go have, don't go have fun. Don't go see friends. I do that too, right? But there's still the goal in mind. Like, yeah, go have fun with your friends. Have a little break. Take a break. Don't be thinking about stuff like that. Be friends. Have fun. And then back to reality. Okay, this is top of mind. This is what I'm thinking about. This is what we need to achieve. And this is how I'm going to achieve it. You know, see what you want and then reverse engineer it. When I was looking at my company, I, I was seeing what I wanted. And then how do I get there? Well, you reverse engineer it. If this is what I want to do, this is what it takes. Well, if I want to get to a million dollars, how many trucks do I need? Which means I need how many techs, which needs means I need how many salespeople, which means I need how many people in the office, right? How many gas cards? How much maintenance is that? What kind of insurance is that going to look like? How many clients are we going to need? How many leads are we going to need to generate the clients to feed that machine, right? There's all these things that add up, right? The, the path to becoming a board certified master arborist. What do I need? How do I get there? Well, the ISA lays it out. You need eight points. How do you get the points? Oh, you can do this, 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 and this, and this. Okay. So if I do four or five of these, that'll get me there, right? Yeah. At least you'll be able to sit for the test. You might not pass, but you'll be able to sit for it. Well, that's the goal, right? So you reverse engineer where you want to go. And it's a true skill set, I think, to reverse engineer stuff. And I think if you play chess, 
you become pretty good at reverse engineering or forward thinking, right? I think reverse engineering is just another way of saying forward thinking because how far ahead can you think? Well, if you know that at a million dollars, it's going to take 10 trucks, it's going to take 10 texts, it's going to take three office people. It's going to, you reverse engineer it, but really you're thinking forward and you work all the way back to where you are now. And then you start making the moves that you need to make in order to get there. It's the same thing in chess. If you ever played chess, which if you haven't played chess, I highly recommend it. It will teach you a lot about strategy and forward thinking and reverse engineering because you're playing an opponent and you don't know what they're thinking, but you have to get inside of their mind and reverse engineer their play based on what you're playing. And sometimes you sucker people in because you know what they're thinking. You show them the left hand when the right hand's doing something else. It's a very, very fun game. I played chess a lot when I was younger. And I still play chess a lot. I haven't played recently, but I should. It's a very, very fun game. Highly recommend teaching your kids chess too. It's one of like the most original uh, you know, war games out there as far as strategy, right? Most games now are based off of chess in a way. I don't want to say video games, but like card games or strategy games. It all dials back to chess and learning how to move pieces and sacrifice and this, that, and the other thing. Whew. Heavy episode. I know. Came at you hot and quick. You know, no, no, no breaks on this Thursday's episode. But it's all good. Right? Spring has sprung. You guys are out working. I'm out working. Gonna be passing out some door hangers later this week. Gotta remove some redbud trees from a gentleman's property. And we should be good. So exciting it's all good and hopefully the door hangers actually produce some good monetary value or walking around talking to people you know i'm going to try in a weekend when people are home and see how that goes because i'll have the chance to interact with more people and if i can interact with more people they might see how educated i am and then they might want services right if they're not there they just see a door hanger and they just might throw it in the trash but if i can actually speak to someone maybe show them some things they might be interested so we shall see but other than that lastly as always um, if you guys are interested in learning how to identify poison ivy we have the poison ivy academy you'll find the links down in the the description below we have a free field guide that you can download Um, it's it's 100 free it's just going to ask for your name and email you'll get the document i recommend to print it out put it in your truck we also have a uh, a free uh, presentation as far as a it's, it's a video presentation, but it's a PowerPoint presentation that I recorded and uploaded. You can have access to that. The link's down below. If you want to learn how to um, provide poison ivy remediation services, that is also in the link down below. Highly recommend you look into that as far as being a landscaper, lawn care, you know, even a, a tree company, you would tremendously benefit from learning how to provide these services and how to price them accordingly. And it'll just make more money in your pocket, right? Make the investment and go crush it. Pretty simple, you know? Other than that, today is a short, sweet episode. Like I said, I'm working on getting some guests, but right now the season's ramping up. I'm ramping up. Baby stuff's ramping up. There's all this stuff ramping up all at the same time. It's like, so I got to figure out how to do that, but I will, we will get there. We'll get some guests. I've got some guests that I think that you guys would really like to hear from, especially if you're interested in like plant healthcare stuff or, um, 
you know, just the green industry in general, more or less from like a pesticide applicator standpoint, but then also from, you know, a business owner standpoint, you know, I think you guys will definitely get some value out of the people that I bring on. So we will try and do that next week. I'll see if I can set something up with uh, one of my suppliers and see if I can get them going and see if I can get them on. Cool. Other than that, hope you guys are doing well. Take care. Go crush it. Finish out the week strong. And God bless.